This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Hope you're having a great Monday. And the guy that always makes Mondays great for us, our good friend, political historian, data guru, number cruncher, Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? It's going good. How are you doing, Rob? Well, I'm great. We're going to use your number crunching skills All right. today. Uh, because there is an article out from a website called Axios. And uh, Mike Allen is the guy who runs that site. He's formerly a Politico. And uh, he's, he's a pretty, you read his stuff, he's a pretty liberal guy. But he also does a nice job, most of the time, of providing interesting information. And he's got a very interesting um, piece out today. from, And it actually comes from the office of uh, Bill Cassidy, who's a Republican senator from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is based on the Government Accountability Office. And that's the people that the senators and House members will ask to score things and say, how much is this going to cost yep. us? What's the, the financial impact? They're supposed to be... Uh, Arbor, like are, they're supposed yes. to be neutral, yeah, um, and give just give information. Mm-hmm. And this article is about how much it's going to cost the states for new Medicaid enrollees beginning in 2020 if the House version of the repeal and replace of Obamacare is enacted. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we get into this, I'm just going to say because I love this is my favorite thing to do, yes. and you can back me up on this because you're the numbers guy. I was right. This is going to be awful for Indiana. Yes, it is. I mean, it looks like a 3x increase just at the beginning for new enrollees. That doesn't include the existing base is from what I'm reading here. So basically, if you're not aware, the way Obamacare works, what Obamacare basically was in many senses, was a an expansion of Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Am I yep. right on that? Yeah. Correct. So Obamacare basically 
encouraged uh, the way it works, encouraged the states to add people to Medicaid because that's the federal program, program. Right? right? Obamacare, the liberals do not want the private sector to run insurance, right? No, they right. don't. So it works better if, you know, think of it this way. Um, it's kind of like, you know, we have one lottery in Indiana, and that's done by the state. So when there's a payout, there is. But when there's a hit, that is it. So the idea is um, if somebody has a catastrophic, you know, thing, all of us can pay for it much better than just one of us because it might be able to bankrupt somebody. Right, and they couldn't get that done right away. They couldn't go to a single-payer system. So basically, Obamacare was the first step yep. towards a, a, the spiraling towards single-payer health care system. And this Medicaid expansion, the way they did this, was they essentially bribed the states yes. into expanding Medicaid. And the way they did this was they said, okay, for every person you put on Medicaid, we're going to pick up 90% of that. So the states basically said, well, what a bargain. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and sign these people up because it was great political theater. Right. It was great for to say, hey, we put X amount of people on the insurance rolls. And um, that's what they did. They took the bait. Right. And the way to pay for it that they said is we have to have everybody sign up. Well... The problem is, is a lot of 20-something years olds um, and some 30-year-olds that make up a good portion of the population that's healthy, that really doesn't need it, they didn't see the need to sign up for these programs. So then we had to have enticements to get them to sign up, and by, they're looking at this like, well, I'm paying money in, so you know they, they couldn't get them to sign up, so now we're fining them, now we're putting things into place to say, if you're not signed up, you know this is coming out of your tax. Taxes. We're going to put you as a penalty because we need you to pay for everybody else that we've just given 90% of our cost away from. Right. So in the state of Indiana, what happened, and again, this was a bribe by the federal government to mm -hmm. the states, because what they did was they said, well, there's all this free money out here. That's right. We're creating this free money for you to put people on, quote unquote, insurance. So if you don't, then you're going to just look like an ogre who wants poor people to die, and we're going we're gonna to pin that on your governors and your state legislators. Yep. Now, people like me were barking years ago when uh, Governor Pence expanded HIP yep. to HIP 2.0, which was an expansion of Medicaid. Of course, they didn't call it that. No. Because if you were to have been considering running for president or Republican <laughs> primary, expanding Medicaid is a death sentence. So we're going to come up with a creative name for it. Um, which now they have since admitted it was an expansion of Medicaid. Right. People like me said, we don't want to do this because this government subsidy isn't going to last forever. And just like when Clinton put a cop on every corner in the 90s, that started as a federal grant, and then it expired, and then the states and the municipalities were left to pick up the tab, so you had to increase local funding for law enforcement, many of the police were fired, whatever. It's a never-ending entitlement, Yep. and we were called really bad names. Yeah, think about this. You, 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 you drive down the road and you see, oh, free month storage bin for the first month. So you go in, you get your storage bin, you put your stuff in, and then the next 11 months you get killed with a bill that you didn't want to pay, and that's kind of what's happening with this, this care program. Right. So basically what they the, the Obamacare said is until at this amount of time, mm -hmm. we're going to pick up 90% of the subsidy. Then it's going to change. That's right. The funding formula is going to change. So the uh, and, and the states will be left to put on there. Well, the governors and the legislators at the time, they don't care because they're not going to be there when it happens. Right. So 
out of sight, out of mind. So that's the background on this. And I, I realize it's really involved and your yes. eyes are kind of glazing over, but it's really important. So that's where we're at now. Basically, the federal government under Obamacare bribed the states with unsustainable reimbursement levels yep. to get people signed up on Medicaid because once you've created that entitlement, there ain't no going back. That's right. You're seeing this now. I mean, <clears throat> every time that the government rolls out a new program, once a group of people get on the dole, is what they used to call that in Roman times, um, once you get on the dole, it's hard to peel them off because nobody wants to give up something they feel now entitled to or they can't give up. I say the whole problem with health care is we're looking at the wrong side of the equation. And so, you know, I used to teach algebra and geometry, and I used to teach my kids in my high school algebra class. I said, you've made no mistake as long as the equation is balanced. The problem with the federal government, they only look at the outcome here. And what I mean by the outcome is they come and they say, well, and we, we've seen this in the roads. Well, how much is it going to take to fix the roads in Indiana? How much is it going to provide health care? You know, they said, you know, NDOT said 1.2 billion you know healthcare says this nobody ever says hey can you do it cheaper you know does that does that doctor have to have his kids put through college on my payment of my surgery next week and let me explain to you because we always say well everybody should have insurance and i think it's good that the states provide mm -hmm. insurance let me explain to you and and i agree that we should i've said this for a long time we should try to make sure that everybody has some sort of, just like with the car insurance, I don't have yes. any problem with requiring people to have car insurance so that you can't be a burden on society. That's right. I have no problem with saying, as the Heritage Foundation, a great conservative group did years yep. ago, that, hey, everybody should have some sort of catastrophic care to say mm -hmm. that if you go to the hospital and you get a $100,000 bill, that your obligation is up to $5,000 so you can't be a burden on society. That's right. I don't have any problem with that. But what I do have a problem with, the way hip works, and this is a real-world example. I'm not going to give you the person's name, of course, but this is a real-world example. This person um, told me about this because they're a conservative, but they were eligible for this program, and they said, I'd be stupid not to sign up for it because somebody else is going to if I don't. Yep. They get, they're a working person. Yep. They're a highly functional adult. Mm -hmm. They can contribute to society, and um, they're making decent money. But because the way they do HIP in Indiana, the, the insur this insurance program, is based on your tax return, uh -huh. uh, this person has legal deductions and things of that nature, uh, they, make an, they go by a tax return, this person gets insurance for $12 a year. That's an incredible deal. $12 a year, and that's the HIP program. Yeah. That's not this person's not getting anything special. This mm -hmm. is, if you qualify... Here you go. That's a and it's a good insurance package. Too. Oh yes, twelve dollars a year. That is great. And of course, though somebody has to make up the difference. And who's that? Us. That's the rest of us. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And this is the program, though. This person who is a functioning adult mm -hmm. who couldn't afford some sort of insurance in the private sector um, is on this legal program. This person's doing nothing wrong, by the way. No. And they're not skimming the system or anything. And they were very honest when they called and said, are you sure I'm eligible for this? And they, you know, over and over and over again, they say, yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, this person is a burden on the state. Yep. That doesn't have to be. Yes. It doesn't have to be. But we've created this system now where everyone's paying for this person who could do their own insurance, but said, why would I do this? Why would I screw myself? There's no reason for me to do this. And this is the problem with the Medicaid expansion. You have all these people who could afford some form of insurance are now 
becoming wards of the state for $12 a year. Look at your paycheck next time, what you pay for private sector insurance. If, you're, if your employer, you know, if you have an employer match or whatever, I guarantee it's way more than $12 a year. Yeah, and I've heard the other, the, uh, the next step on this process, and I actually had a, a friend, and I won't mention a name either, that talked about, well, they did go on the Obamacare, and they've noticed some irregularities as they get in. Some of the care, you know, the doctor that they wanted to use, they can't use. Some of the current treatments that they have are no longer eligible. So everything is debated. You know, they had a they had some program. They had some health care issues. They had a standard way of taking that. Now that they're on the federal government, now everything has to be justified. Everything is has to be reclassified. They have to go through the process. And now they don't get some of that that they used to have. So the reason we went through all this is the numbers are out on what would happen mm-hmm. to Medicaid under the uh, Republican repeal plan. And yes. we bring this up because whether they agree with it or not, the states and the federal government sort of made a deal, which mm-hmm. is if you do this, we'll pay for this. That's right. Well, if you repeal and replace Obamacare, that changes the whole equation, yep. and a whole bunch of states, including Indiana, are going to be in really big trouble. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this article from Axios and tell you what's going to happen here in Indiana because it's something I've been saying for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been absolutely proven true by this uh, Government Accountability Office report, and we'll talk about it next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at ten twenty two East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, twelve thirty to nine. Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. 
Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us uh, with us. Good friend, political historian, data guru, Scott Strong. We are talking about a new report that is out from the Government Accountability Office. There was an article in Axios today, and it's telling us what's going to happen with Medicaid if the Republican House plan to repeal it will place Obamacare is enacted. And I have been talking about this for a very long time. I've been telling people this was going to happen. People were very critical of me when I said I am against this repeal and replace plan. Yep. They said, how could you be against that? I said, because it is time to pay the piper, and the piper is going to be the taxpayers of Indiana, and we're going to tell you exactly what we're talking about right now. In the first segment, we kind of gave you a little bit of a background on Obamacare and the Medicaid expansion and how this all works. And, Scott, the report is out, yep. and under this uh, government accountability report, uh, if the Republican plan to uh, repeal and replace Obamacare were enacted, Indiana, like pretty much all mm -hmm. of the states, would see a massive burden shift to the taxpayers of the state of Indiana. That means you and me That's right. would be forced to pay uh, to the tune of basically $350 million more a year to That's make right. up for the new enrollees on Medicaid. Yeah, so if you remember our state legislature, put plans in where they didn't raise the cigarette tax because they were estimating it at $200 million. Well, the state legislature totally missed it. They're going to have to double. You know, they missed it. They're going to have to have a $2 tax if they want to raise all that money from cigarettes. So just to put that in percentages, uh, that would be a uh, 233% increase yes. that the state would have to come up with. Now, th and this is just for new enrollees. That's right. The new people, it would, yes. would have to come up with an additional $350 million a year for new people. And this is the con of the whole thing, which yes. is, it's like, as you said, it's like, you walk by and you see a rental place and yes. it's a free storage for a month and you get in there and then they start hitting you with all the fees. Indiana, like all these other states, mm -hmm. has taken the bait. They yes. took the free month of storage <laughs> and right. now it is time to pay the fee. And under this uh, Republican plan, it's going to get really expensive. Oh, yes. And so, you know, this is this is a problem that we have with the healthcare system. We only look at how much things cost. It's it's we, we talked about this before we came on the program is a lot of people are in instant gratification. It's it's not how much something should cost. It's how much somebody can charge you. So uh, let me give you a little example of something. And this is this may be news to you. But um, so in China, China looks at their health care entirely different. And what they do is they don't look at, you know, the maximum that we can charge for everything, you know, an aspirin costs $200 or whatever. China says, okay, these are the resources that we have. So if, you know, in the U.S., if you get an MRI, you're thinking you're going to get it between 8 and 5 p.m. You go to China, they say, we have a slot open at 2.30 a.m. on Tuesday. 
Yeah, all if, hours of the day. All hours of the day. And so by them using the maximum of the facilities, their health care cost is decreased because they're, ma- you know, it's kind of like a church. If the church is opening open on Sunday and nobody else is there, you kind of wonder what's going on. It's But it's the same thing in health care. We have, we're not fully using the capacity of our system, and then we're charging premium prices to people. And that's the reason we're having looking at a half a billion dollars of new expenses here coming down the pipeline. Right. And when I was, because people were very mean to me during this Obamacare repeal Mm -hmm. thing, and I said, this is not what the Republicans campaigned on, and it's not going to work. That's right. Because the government either has to decide whether they're all in on health care or they're all out. You can't be sort of in and sort of out. And the Republicans campaigned for all these years on repealing it, starting over, and then coming up with a new system. But this current thing is going to bankrupt these states. I mean, they're going to run out of money because we all know the states. I mean, God bless. We love our buddy Merritt and all yep. these other people, but they're not going to go to, you know, Sally Jones and go, well, we're taking your health care that we gave away. We're, they're going to have to fund it. And it's going to be a massive tax increase to do it. Yeah, and this is why you have to look at the totality of the project and the expense. I mean, if you're going to build, let's say you're going to build a house, Rob. Let's take a look at all of the cost of buying the land, the construction, the building, the cabinets, and everything that's put into that before you go ahead and make your decision to go. And this is what the government has not done. They're like, oh, we'll worry about that later on. Well, we'll figure that out down the road. Well, there may be an adjustment on a price. You need to know those costs up front and not only the cost but you need to say like trump said to the boeing and these people making airplanes that's too much and you know all of a sudden they drop it 50 million dollars an airplane yeah so let me be very clear on this to everybody that's listening because uh we're going to simplify this if this republican plan passes the state of indiana is not scrapping its medic medicaid plan no the state of Indiana is not going to come back because that was Mike Pence's baby. Yep. And they're not going to, and now they're trying to say that's a national model, which yes. is insane, but they're not going to scrap it. They're going to pass, they're going to, that, that gas tax increase is going to look like small potatoes yes. if this thing goes through. And that's why from the beginning, and now the numbers are right here in front of us. And you know, Scott, my favorite thing is to tell everybody how right I am. <laughs> that's right. Is that this is undeniable that this is going to, you're going to have to come up with just for new people. $350 million per year, and that's the start. And the price ain't going yep. down. No, it's not. And we're not fixing the healthcare system. No. We're not changing why things cost the way they do. The federal government is just shifting that burden back onto the states, which that's fine if that was from the beginning. They said, well, it's up to the states to decide. But the federal government made a deal with these states. That's right. And now they're shucking their obligation shall we yes say. they are all right so i wanted to put this in perspective though because indiana's 233 percent per year increase sounds like a lot mm-hmm. uh several of these states are 400 percent plus if you're in california the people's republic of california yes um <laughs> and you think ours is bad ours is 350 million dollar per year increase according to this report california's obligation would go from Two point zero six seven billion billion with a B. Yes. To ten point three billion with a B. Uh-huh. An eight billion dollar obligation yes. increase. <laughs> 
That's right. So the greater your population, the more you're going to pay. And you know what the interesting thing is, if you have a lot of people that may not be citizens, but they're going to the emergency room, guess what? There are programs that hospitals can put in to get reimbursement for those people who didn't pay it. And they don't care whether they're illegal or whatever. They just didn't pay, and we try to pass this off to the government. Now, now the best part about this is all these, uh, I'm going to read off these states that are at the top with 400% increases, and they're all super liberal states. So maybe I'm going yes. to change my mind on this just <laughs> maybe. to see these people have to do this. But uh, they include California, New Jersey, Maryland, Washington, Colorado, Minnesota, Connecticut, New York, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, North Dakota, and I think Alaska. No, North Dakota is the last one with the 400% increase. So one Republican state in there, and the rest are liberal bastions. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this. Well, and the issue that you have to watch with North Dakota, the reason North Dakota is at top is they're having an explosion of employment because of all of the oil. Yep. So they have a they have a huge problem. They're having a ton of people move into the state. So it's not because it's a bad-run state. It's because they have a boom of economy. And if Indiana has a boom of employment, and a lot of start people start moving into our state, our costs are even further going to explode. You're, so here's the synopsis on this. Look, Obamacare was awful. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. And at the time, many of us said this is about getting exactly what's happening now, moving towards the government, whether it's done by the state or by the federal government, yeah. government-run health care. And many of these states, Indiana included, no matter what Mike Pence wanted to call it, what right. hippie happy name he wanted to put behind it, took the bait, they took the bribe, and as Governor Holcomb confirmed when he came out and said, "Please don't cut Medic- Medicaid." Yes, uh, they, they they took the they took the bribe, and now they're totally at the behest of the federal government, mm-hmm. which was always the intent of Obamacare, and this will not work. The Republican plan will not work, and the worst part is Republicans are going to own it now. At least yeah. Obama still owns Obamacare. Yeah. There, there's only one. There is one bright hope in this. And it's it's not the hope that you think it is. The the first hope is that people will start paying paying attention to not the final cost, but are these costs justified in the healthcare system? I mean, do we you know you know do we need people sitting around the hospital? You know, hospitals not being used half of the day. Can you cut the cost? The other aspect of hope for this is there is a lot of technology that's being developed now that could come along the process that could reduce um, our health care cost. But again, this is, you know, if, if we're saved, it's going to be by the entrepreneurs and the small business people of America, not by our government. And most importantly, I was right. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm buying a home and I learn, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot of lessons about this. And I'm, I was, I've begun to think like, what if the government were buying the home and how it would be? And, Scott and I, we will talk <laughs> about right. that next. You're listening to Central Indiana today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. 
The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong. If you missed any part of the first half of the show, you can find it in the archives. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana Today, telling you everything you need to know about what will happen if the Republicans repeal and replace Obamacare under the current plan. All right, Scott, I'm buying a home. Oh wow, that's great! I'm, I'm getting married. Yes, buying a home. I heard. I'm uh, after years and years and years of the bachelor lifestyle. I am finally um, settling down. I'm not living in uh, two two room shanty shacks anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, with uh, with a couch and a bag of uh, Doritos. Uh, you know, stained on the carpet. Uh, I'm becoming an adult. That's that's good. That's I made, good. I'm, I held out until 33, but All I'm right. finally becoming an adult. And um, we're, we're buying. We're building a home. We're going to build a home, mm-hmm. and so I'm going through the process of kind of putting this home together and yes. coming up with a cost for the home. Oh yes, fun, fun time. And so I don't know if you know this, but the way they get you on these homes is they give you a price for the home, and you walk through the model home, and it's got all the finest things. Yep. And then you've got to put together your home because your home, that base price they give you, well, it, it doesn't have the finest of things. That's right. Yeah. So um, I'm going through the process now with the lovely future Mrs. Kendall on putting this home together. And I was thinking yesterday, we were in about a four-hour meeting because, of course, you know me. I've, <laughs> I've still got the first three cents I ever made. Yes. Uh, he does. He uh, does. Literally. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and the future Mrs. Kendall's a little more uh, – a little more – well, she's – a little more modern and little, well, you know, well, we're looking to the future. Yes, this yes, is yes. what we're going to be five years yes. from now. So we're trying to strike a balance on what we actually need in this mm-hmm. home because, of course, everything they ask for me is no, and many of the things for her are yes. yes. She, she's winning most of the battles. However, I was sitting there last night in the middle of this four-hour meeting, thinking, what would this be like if the government were buying this home? And I was thinking how different it would be because there's so many things that I am scrutinizing every penny over and telling the lovely future Mrs. Kendall, we have to come in at this number. You can decide how we get to this number, but we have to come to this number. But there would be none of that if the government were building this home. First of all, there will be no scrutinizing of the bill. The bill is what the bill is. Right. Because you've got to live in a home. You've got to live in a home, and we will put in the best of everything, and we will not bid that it's out to multiple contractors. We'll bid this out to the contractor that contributed the most to the congressional person <laughs> in your right. district. Now, this home, I think, is going to be a pretty good deal, and I think we're going to end up in a pretty nice home for what we're going to pay for it. But it's just little things. Like, I was thinking, like, um, they're asking us, like, what sort of floors do we want? And of course, some marble, marble, right? Marble? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, what's the free option? Yeah. You know, what, what yeah. is the, what is what's the, the standard, standard? What is the standard option? You know, what sort of lights do you want? What's the standard option? You so know, you were probably told dirt floors. <laughs> 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 but it is interesting how when you're on a budget and you have to come in at a number because obviously as everybody knows when you you know if you take out a loan or or whatever um you've got to be able to make a payment and find out the rest of your life because not only strong you're a homeowner when you buy a home 
Then you've got all sorts of things you got to do to the home after it's done. Oh, yes. And come up with those expenses. Well, the nice thing about building a home is hopefully it's going to be maintenance-free for about five years because everything's brand new. And I'm getting the warranty on it as well. That's right. Yeah, so, so, so when the window falls out in the middle of the night, you've got somebody to call. It was just so interesting to me, though, because every little thing when you're coming in at a budget, um, you've got to just go yes. through it. And I, you know... Mrs. Kendall's wonder, the future Mrs. Kendall, wonderful to be buying a home with. She's mm-hmm. very under. She's not exorbitant. She just, yeah. She's a planner. Yep. And I'm trying to plan within our our uh, our budget. And I was just thinking how we're spending so much time on a three hundred dollar expense. Yeah. You know, and the, the person that's selling you the home goes, well, it's only an extra two dollars a month in your loan payment. Oh yes, you, you know, for over thirty years. And I, and I see at one point the future Mrs. Kendall nodding, and I'm going. No, this is a sales trick. You're being sold a bill of goods. And, and of course, you're building a nice doghouse out back for Mr. Bruce Kendall oh, to stay yes. in. Oh, yes. the gold. Taj Mahal. The, you know. We're actually doing the floors to contend with Mr. <laughs> Bruce Kendall. So uh, Bruce will have the Bruce Accountability Project is underway. Um, but it was interesting because when I was even in town government, I would have these fights mm-hmm. with um, with the town management. Yep. About because they'd come to us and say, "Well, it's only X amount to do this, and for the long term, it'll be so much better." Yeah, but it's still X amount to do this, and I'm thinking about right now and paying the bill right now. And it's just I was having flashbacks, and it was just it was it was it was awful. Yeah, I'll bet it was. I'll bet it was. <laughs> so you know, it, this is basic budgeting 101, and and maybe you could take a put an online course out there for government to take, you know, because they really don't understand this process. But it was just fascinating when you're spending other people's money. How well? Yes, you're right. Ten years from now, this would be better. You know, it's uh, the great. The best example I can come up with this is this water and sewer treatment plant issue. Now, mm-hmm. the, in Brownsburg, yep. um, there were ways they could have paid for it and still done what they did. But they did the like the gold plated. Let's solve it for twenty five years. Yes, and that's in theory good. Mm-hmm. But in theory, right now, if you can solve a problem for ten years yep. and keep people's rates more affordable, we'll address it again in ten years. I'm okay with not having to worry about something for ten years. Oh yes, but the cost and blah blah blah. We'll deal with it then. <laughs> I'm trying to deal right now. I'm trying to build this house right now. I'm trying to pay a water bill right now, and it's just the government never has to think of it in terms of the average person. Yeah, so you know, there's there's a, there's a thing. So, in World War II, both the United States and Great Britain came across. Remember when they had the D-Day um, invasion? They built what was called Mulberry Harbors to come in. So, one group built it on the cheap and one built quality. And of course, would you be surprised to know that the United States was the one that did it on the cheap, and ours <laughs> fell apart, and the Brits <laughs> held together. So what you want is you want quality, and sometimes quality is not always the newest things. And this is the thing government doesn't understand. Sometimes there are things already in place that work, and you ought to stick with that. So I may have to start a GoFundMe page depending yes. on what the final bid on this thing comes in at. So let's let's keep an eye on it. Anyway, That's right, Scott. Great job as always. Thank Thanks. you. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, go back and check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. All you have to do is search Central Indiana today. And uh, as always, our podcast is presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 
An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ausa.org. Dot org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndiePolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9 Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. 
Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.